0: Looks like we're just waiting on uh, two to join. Welcome to another episode of the Time for Some Action Podcast. I'm your host, Nile Z alongside Brother T, uh, True, and DJ. How you guys been this
1: week? Doing good, doing good. Definitely can't complain.
2: Doing pretty good. Another long week of good work.
0: <laughs> good to hear.
3: Uh, I'm doing good, brothers. Just got done doing the workout, so... I'm, uh, uh, feeling nice and, nice and, uh, exhausted after a good, like, 30-minute workout, but ready to get into it and do some, uh, of our weekly talks.
2: you congrats on finishing your fast, too, Uncle.
3: Oh, uh, absolutely, uh, to everybody that participated in Ramadan, Ramadan, uh, Mubarak, Ramadan Kareem, and Id Kareem, or Id Mubarak. Uh, congratulations to you too. How did you uh, end, end the week?
2: <sighs> strong, strong, strong. I had a nice, nice uh, plate of barbecue waiting for me at the end of the road.
3: Oh, okay. Fantastic. How, uh, <laughs> did you make it all 30? Or uh, Yeah. Oh. Yep. I'm you due to a lot.
2: Yes, sir. Held on tight.
3: Good for you. And it's not as bad as people think. <laughs> At all.
2: At all.
0: Good to hear.
3: Right.
0: So, uh, I know we said that we we're going to touch upon the, the end of the basketball season for the main topic of the week, but uh, True did bring up the J. Cole's album coming out uh, today, and I personally have listened to it four times already from beginning to end and think it's it's a great one. No skips on it. I, it's, it's everything I was hoping for. What did you guys take on that? Better with every listen. <laughs>
1: yeah, with I agree.
2: With every that mess was hard.
1: Yeah. Shout out to Lil Baby and 21 Savage. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Lil Baby went crazy on on that, on that, uh, the one he was on. Yeah, on that, uh, Pride is the Devil. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, It's it's crazy. You would think when you see 39 minutes, it's like, 39 minutes, that's it. But you don't need to pad anything on there when uh, all 39 minutes is nice. Mm hmm. Uh, it's a nice, smooth listen, and I really liked it. It was, it was great.
1: Yeah, it was super good.
0: Mm-hmm. You guys got a track in particular that you were that you had on repeat. Um, get off that
2: pride is the devil. <laughs> he killed that one so hard. <laughs>
0: Uh, DJ, oh. I think
3: Sorry. DJ dropped
0: off. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Pride is a devil. Definitely was was one for sure uh, that uh, I had playing uh, a couple times. That what's that one word? Uh, it, he was using Dame Lillard, and, and it took. I was
1: like, oh snap, that's
0: Dame there. <laughs> Yeah, my two
1: that I've been having on repeat is um, punching the clock and then let yeah, go my head. That's hand. it. Yep. That's it. Let go of my head is like super chill, chill vibes. Super good song.
0: And then, did you hear that line? You want
1: smoke with me on a whole nicotine company? Oh like, Oh no! Oh no! Hey, he said. He said one bar. He was like, "Dang, what did he say?" i God dang it! I can't think of it right now. But it was, it was hard. It was something like that.
0: All right, and this is the type of music I was talking about a couple of shows ago. That's like, hey, it. Yeah, I love that uh, J Cole came out with it, but it's like it's sad that I. And selfishly, that I would like stuff like this on a more uh, on a regular basis. But hey, I'll take what I can get out of it for sure.
2: Yeah, I was having a conversation with somebody about that today. Actually, we can probably get into that later or on another podcast about how these, uh, these high profile artists starving their fans.
1: Well, I think the big thing that you see is like the J. Cole's project is his quality. Or you can't yeah. rush. You can't yeah. rush quality.
2: You say you for sure can't rush quality, yeah, but then yeah, you got dudes beat. like Jay Z back in the day dropping every year or two. You
1: know, yeah. feel yeah. me? Yeah. Uh, you got somebody like think about somebody like Drake. You know, he knows that. You know, if he if he holds out for a year or two and he drops an album, It's going to be number one just because it's so popular. Like, we know, he's going to deliver as far as quality goes. And then, um, you know, just like J. Cole, he's a lyricist. You Mm -hmm. know, there's not many like that because a lot of these dudes, they rush their projects out and they're not really talking about much. It sounds the same, you know. So I think that's just the exchange is for J. Cole. It took what since 20, what was that? 18? When, when did his last project drop?
2: Uh, I mean, if you want to count Dreamville, that's 19. 18.
1: Nah, that don't count. No, that doesn't count.
2: If you want to count Dreamville, that's 19, but 18 was K.O.D. Yeah, so,
1: yeah. you know. A good? No, nah, three yeah. years. I mean... No.
2: J. Cole's not as bad about that, though. J. Cole will drop interludes and stuff, or not interludes, but you know, little singles here and there more often than people like Kendrick. Kendrick that dude's a dope cold turkey
0: <laughs> is he still alive <laughs> Man. Uh, I mean I guess his last album what technically was the Black Panther album nope. no damn because no. that,
1: be that would be the same thing as like Dreamville
0: yeah yeah good point was say, damn was the
2: last one the last one, time where like, his
1: voice was that
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> but the last Damn. album was two thousand seventeen, which was my senior year. I remember too. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that that um uh, I remember being on the bus on the way back from the senior trip bumping. Damn, yeah, and that was four years ago now. That's wild, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. no, all right. Go ahead, true. I was
2: going to say that just that just goes to shine. I mean that's like everybody from that camp really I mean Schoolboy is like <laughs> Schoolboy and Scissor are like the two most frequent artists to drop from that label Schoolboy
1: he hasn't dropped in a minute either
2: yeah Schoolboy doesn't want to rap anymore <laughs> oh, he said it himself ever since Mac Miller died he don't want to rap anymore
1: hmm
0: No, I, I mean I get it. Something like that happens, or you just like you know what? I, there's just man, other things that I want to focus on for sure. Uh, yeah,
1: I, I, I respect that. So, yeah. Staying on the music topic, um, another drop yesterday was um that track with Nicki Minaj, Lil Wayne, and Drake. Oh yeah. my God! Did you hear that? No, nah, I haven't gotten a chance to Ooh. listen to it, but
2: when I was reading up on everything, I really feel like that's Ooh. a beautiful thing. After getting out of, getting out of all that stuff with Birdman, oh, that's boy. just beautiful for them to get back together like
1: that. Oh boy, they all three went crazy. They're all three lyricists. It was huh. all like, dang, that was a hard bar. Like that's one of those like you just you could play it back over and over and over again. Like dang, I didn't even hear him say that the first time. Because you know, like Lil Wayne, he's just like, you know, how Niles quoted that that lyric earlier, like, Real G's keep it silent like lasagna. Like, something hard like that to where, like, you got to think about it and be like, Damn, that's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. Real G's moving silence like lasagna, or something like, something like that.
2: Yeah. And say, shoot, that one stand the test of time.
1: Man. But yeah, all three of them are crazy. And other than that um, I think those those two were like like J. Cole's project and then just that one song would carry me through the next couple weeks yeah yeah I,
0: I, I agree with that like it's tough because a lot of times what I'll find myself doing is going to my old repeats my old liked songs a lot of times because there isn't anything new out that uh, that really I could plump on a consistent basis. So I know this J Cole uh, for me at least it'll get me through at least the, uh, this uh, uh, the rest of this month. And then uh, next month we'll see uh, anything going on at that point. Once summer rolls around, if anybody's dropped anything since then, but it was it was much needed I will say that because you can only listen I mean I love the woo but I can only listen to Brooklyn Zoo but so many times It, it is literally at the top of my Spotify playlist every week it's like it's like saying you've played this on repeat so many times so it's like it's nice to mix it up every once in a while yeah so yeah Shit, that's the beautiful part about being a Griselda fan.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, you notice I've been silent because uh, I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, I don't really listen to too much new stuff. Uh, I love J Cole, so I'm gonna have to take a listen. But uh, like, like fella said or True said, that's one of the one of the new groups that I actually listened to. I just listened to some of their. Uh, stuff Griselda, but they drop pretty much every week, and and they sound like like the the po- the, the babies of the Wu. So that's why I can listen to anything Griselda because they're like the the descendants of that old grimy East New York sound.
2: I'm gonna say Benny got a project coming out next week, mm-hmm. uh, May 21st, I believe.
3: Yeah, Benny, Benny Conway, and uh, Westside Gun, and uh, uh, the last one I heard was, uh, uh, or mock mock comedy is 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 uh, really getting a lot of shine with them now too. So, man, uh, yeah, I'm gonna take a look at that Jake Cole album. No, uh, yeah, it's fire, yeah. real, real, real nice. Oh
0: man. So I did want to uh, ask anyone on the panel, just uh, sticking with entertainment, uh, has anyone got to check out uh, the well, this new uh, like, short story on Netflix? Uh, called, I think it's called Two Distant Strangers, where uh, Joey Badass is um, kind of like the Groundhog Day where he's reliving getting killed by the same cop every single day. Yeah, uh, it, it's pretty good actually. Uh, I, I just I checked it out right before um, uh, jump on the show. That's why I was a little bit late, but uh, I, I thought it was pretty good. It, it it definitely is not what you're expecting when you when you first uh, turn it on. I'll tell you that much for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I- haven't gotten a chance to check it out.
0: Say, I
2: heard I heard about it uh, when they had won the Grammy actually and I had completely forgot to go and watch it I didn't realize it was on Netflix yep,
0: yep. <laughs> uh, it's uh, actually uh, Van, uh, Van Lathan who used to be on TMZ uh, has a higher learning podcast it, it, it's, he executive produced it along with um, Puff and the way J. Cole got it Puff going back to that Ooh. But yeah, Puff also produced it. And it's really good. Man. It's definitely worth checking out. It's about 30 minutes long, so it's not long at all. You can yeah. check it out quick. Yeah, sure, gotta go take a look at that
3: thing. Yeah, I've seen the preview uh, for it too. Yeah, I, um, now that you say, I may, I'm gonna have to go and check that out because I thought it was just probably the typical. The typical thing, uh, you know, I get tired of seeing, seeing uh, cops killing brothers. So I don't even like watching TV shows like that. So uh, whenever I usually see anything like that, I'm automatically turned off. Uh, so if you say it's something I should check out, I should, I, I, I'll probably go take a look at it.
0: No, nah, yeah, it's definitely it, it definitely caught me by surprise. I was like, all right, uh, this is something I. Uh, that was worth um, worth a watch for sure. Uh, all right, so I guess we can kind of shift gears to the main topic, unless did anybody else want uh, to have anything they want to discuss beforehand? Shout out and congrats to Kobe
2: for getting uh, for his uh, induction into the Hall of Fame. Then congrats to KG and Tim Duncan as well.
1: And then really quick, I found that J. Cole lyric. He said, see how I flip like exclamation points. Like it was just the way he said it in the bar. I was like, wait, see how I flip like exclamation points. That's pretty, that's pretty clever.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you could tell he's been very well versed in school. And you could tell when guys are really lyric to their crafts. Uh, cause they just get better with time. Uh, like for instance, go listen to Black Thought. Uh, you listen to Black Thought in the early nineties. He was nice in the early nineties, but it was, you know, you can hear him repeat the same rhyme every once in a while. I know, uh, I know he used to use a lot. I beat a five foot seven, um, but now you listen to Black Thought. Oh my God! It is, if you haven't heard that ten-minute freestyle that he did on uh, Funk Master Flex about ten or uh, about two or three years ago, you just mm-hmm. know uh, the ridiculousness of somebody who really pays attention to their craft, and you see how much they improve, and you see how much they uh, start to open up their repertoire uh, to lyricism. And you'll have guys that uh, make your head spin with some of the metaphors that they come with. So, uh, I, I he is definitely schooled and well versed from from the old school heads, and you could tell that he studies his craft really well. Yeah, yeah, I give I give that project like
1: a, I would say like an eight out of ten, nine out of ten.
0: I
2: gave it a. When I first rated it, I gave it an 8, simply based off of its 12 tracks. I already heard the interlude and the comeback were the rollout songs, so I'm not going to count those in the grand scheme of the album. So out of 10 tracks, I liked 9 out of 10, not not including that last one, but the more I've gone back and listened to it, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is fire. Yeah. It's got to be a ten out of ten for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would, as, as I was uh, driving in the car listening to it, I was sitting there wondering, like, all right, in the grand scheme of his like uh, top albums uh, overall, where do I, where do I rank it? That's where I, you know, where my mindset was uh, going next. Really, was all right. Is it better than uh, Forest Hills? Is it better than um, God, I can't think of one. I can't think of and not I, KOD. I liked, but it wasn't uh, his upper echelon uh, stuff personally uh, for me. But uh, would you say that this is his best work yet?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I would say if you're taking in all the factors, yes. Forest Hills like,
1: Drive, that's a classic.
2: Yeah. Like, he's in the point right now to where he's he's on the mountain looking down at the city like, okay, this is what I created. As compared hmm. to Forest Hill where it was more so of him looking back to his, looking back to that lifestyle of him being a kid and going through those stories like now he's an exec he's at the point where if he wanted to stop rapping completely and go full business mogul he could do that
1: exactly why he hasn't dropped in three years and exactly. for, for <laughs> those points you made you could very easily say this is probably you know one of his best albums because he's able to put his true heart into it he didn't have to he didn't have no pressure you know, impression or anything.
2: Yeah. yeah, I I feel that it's straight art with little bars. When he's when he said, "My son told me to stop holding his hand." I remember I gotta teach him to be a man. Like you know, like that's something he wouldn't be as tr- transparent about if you go back to like for
0: your eyes only.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Well, that's pretty dope. That's a good way to, to look at it. <laughs> All right. So, that, that, that I, I enjoyed that talk there. All right. So, shifting gears and true, you touched upon it a little bit. Uh, definitely shout out to Kobe, uh, obviously, with, uh, with the induction into the Hall of Fame. Also, with the big fundamental, the big ticket to make catchings and, Rudy T, even uh, Mike Wilbon and Mike Green all getting into the Hall of Fame this weekend. And kind of uh, touching upon uh, that there, I want because we had that uh, brief uh, debate concerning KG and KD last week. We ain't going to expand upon it this week really, but I just want uh, the, the panel's overall take on where they uh, see just like if the roles were reversed and you put KG in San Antonio and, and Duncan in in Minnesota, how do their careers play out?
1: I uh, just want you guys' mm. thoughts on that. It's a good question. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's KG is always going
2: to be KG, but but I think him being with system. David Robinson and Pop yeah.
1: his whole career potentially would have. He would have had Tim
3: Duncan's career. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. (laughs) He would have had
1: multiple rings.
3: I I agree. I agree. I have no disagreement with that at all. I can't even elaborate on that because uh, um, you put KG with Pop, David Robinson, Tony Parker, and... um, and Mono Ginobili and then the cast of guys that would come in Wow uh, around yeah. around San Antonio for that whole time that um, uh, the big fundamental Tim Duncan was there and um, I definitely think he would have the same career and uh, maybe even better maybe even better because to yeah, me, that's I mean, what I'm
1: just thinking I'm just thinking like Mr. Fundamental
3: we yeah. talking athletic Yes. Skilled. <laughs> yes. Athletic skill, can do everything. And to me, he was more of a vocal leader than Tim Duncan. Yeah, Tim yeah, Duncan, yeah. more of a a uh, just a leader by example. But KG would actually get in your face. And uh, now there could be one contrast to that: would KG's style work in San Antonio? Uh, That's
0: what I'm thinking. Is that does he mess with the San Antonio style? But,
3: so I but I said
0: KG is gonna be KG.
3: Yeah, I, I to say. say <laughs> him I would
1: say yes. those Tim Duncan touches, though. Him getting those Tim Duncan type touches to where like the offenses ran through him. I think you know, especially they play defense too. So I think that would. I think, like I said, you would you would flourish in that
3: environment. And and I would say yes because. Um, you know they had a they had a guy that of course wasn't as good as um, as KG uh, and Stephen Jackson who was you know what kind of personality Stephen Jackson has and um, and he's definitely nowhere in the atmosphere of of a uh, KG and uh, Pop to love Stephen Jackson man. The only reason why, why Stephen Jackson left there was for more money. But Pop
0: no, Jackson, no, uh, Captain Jack. They shift him up from T Sorry, uh, I I was, was going to say I have to jump in on that one. They actually, Pop did love him, but uh, some of the stuff I've heard, uh like uh, behind the scenes with them, is that Captain Jack, even with them winning, they were going to move on from Captain Jack because they were like, we can't deal with this friend. He's too wild, Cap, uh, Captain Jack. At that point in his career, like old Captain Jack, if he was there, he definitely would have uh, hung around. But he, uh, he was too wild at that point. He had he didn't get that out of him out of the system till he got to Golden State.
3: Yeah, well, I'm going by what he said out of his mouth. This is what he said: is that you know he and he admitted that there was issues behind the scenes. And that is another reason why he left. But it was mainly because of his money. And he knew he wasn't going to be able to make the money that he wanted to there. And he had already got his ring. But, I mean, without saying, uh, I think if they dealt with Captain Jack, they could deal with Garnett. And Garnett wasn't nowhere there. Of a, uh, a, he was a personality on the court, but off the court. Uh, he wasn't anywhere in Captain Jack's neighborhood. Before
1: we get off the subject of Captain Jack, you guys have to watch that episode of All the Smoke with Gilbert Arenas. Fire. <laughs> Fire. Oh yeah, I
3: watched, I watched that. Uh, I watched that show uh, on the. I love um, the Up and Smoke show. Him and uh, him and Matt Barnes have great, great, mm-hmm. history, and they are fantastic interviewers. And uh and Captain Jack, as much as we used to mess with him, talk about him what he was playing. I I love I love the dude. He's a he's a real dude. He uh he stands up for what he believes in and he's not afraid to back down to anybody. That's why I like him.
0: So <laughs> so my thought process on this is, we've touched upon KG with the the, uh, the uh, Spurs plenty, but nobody's really talked about how Tim Duncan would have done in in Minnesota. That's kind mm. of where I'm more and more interested in because the KG part of it is is easy. The Tim Duncan thing, if everybody, if People say Tim Duncan is the greatest power forward of all time, and is this and that, as as he should, and it's ranked over Kobe and all this. I want to hear people say: hey, if We really got to have a discussion about uh, would Tim Duncan have been able to bring a championship to Minnesota? Because it isn't like Minnesota had bums that KG was playing with now. No. So well, let's hear that
3: the the absolute okay so exactly exactly how everything goes with him playing early in his career with Marbury and Gugliata to uh Cassell and and Sprewell yeah i yeah, i it's difficult because Shaq and Kobe were there and I, and Flip Saunders was a great coach, uh, but I don't know yeah, if he. If but it, I don't. If
0: everybody I don't know. says Tim Duncan is this great, great player, and I'm not taking anything away from him. But if he's this great, great player that everybody says he is, wouldn't he have been able to kind of to get them past that net, that that uh, blockade that uh, KG's T Wolves couldn't get past?
3: Uh, that's a that's a hard one, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go man, ahead. I'm gonna be, be the controversial one and say no. I don't think he would. I don't think he would. I don't think he would beat those Laker teams of uh, of the early two thousands. And you know, later, well, KG had moved on by the time Kobe and Powell came along. I'm gonna say no. I don't think so. I think. Uh, Timmy's success, uh, uh was, was, uh, I don't take, like I said, he was great, but Timmy's success also helped with the system that he was in and who he played with. So I'm gonna say no, because before Timmy came along, would we all agree that Carl Malone was probably the best power forward ever?
0: <sighs> See, looking at Carl's, uh, it's that's another discussion right there. I mean, firstly, I'd take Barkley over or, uh, Malone. if we if we're being truthful with it, because Malone, when you think about it, he's being spoon fed everything by Stockton. Whereas Chuck named the best player. That, granted, at the beginning of Chuck's career, he had some players, but. Like further down, it was Chuck and no one else really, no one of the caliber that the pasty gangster was. So it's like I I I I'd say on that one, I'd say Chuck was better than Malone. So,
3: Well for the sake of the argument, let's just say that Carl Malone was considered the best power forward of all time, and before Tim Duncan. Carl Malone, like you said, had was basically spoon fed, and uh, D- DJ brought this up earlier. Uh, look at the touches that Tim Duncan got with with the guys that was around him, and and do you think Tim Duncan would have got those same touches in San Antonio with the guys he had around him? So we've he- seen great guys in Patrick Ewing, Carl Malone. Uh, Charles Barkley the pasty gangster you know uh, AI all these guys were de- are definitely top 10 15 20 players of all time and they went without a ring but it doesn't take away from their talent it's just who it, it really is who you have around you and and I I, I, I think that he would have had a difficult time winning a ring in Minnesota Alright,
0: so let's take the years and DJ you can chime in on this here real quick, but I, I kind of want to look at the years let's say the from 04 when Shaq left kind of until Powell showed up where that Lakers weren't necessarily in it and that's kind of uh, what was Minnesota doing at that time? Because obviously, uh, San Antonio, that's when they started to thrive, really, is when the Lakers lost Shaq and had to retool a little bit. But we'll jump to that in a sec. I uh, wanted we'll to get your take real quick, DJ, if you have one.
1: Um, say that one more time
0: about just the whole uh. Duncan in Minnesota as opposed to uh, KG in Minnesota and what he would have been working with
1: there? Um, Yeah, just like Uncle said, mm, it's hard for me to believe that Tim Duncan would be the same player he was with San Antonio. Because that system has a lot to do with why he was the player that he was. You know, like the coach he had and then the system he was in, it literally was set up for him to win. So... Um, him being off in uh with the Timberwolves, would he be a Hall of Famer today? Ah, if I had to put money on it, I would say no. More than I would be like, oh yeah, for sure. I would have to, I would have to say no. Hmm. Okay, all right. And truth, you got a take on this?
2: No, sir. There's no contest. Timmy would not. Have had that great career. I mean, he'd have a great career, but he wouldn't be a Hall of Famer. Not the way the Timberwolves fumble everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. And part of it is front office as well. So uh, I hear you there. Now, the my caveat to this is that 0-4 Timberwolves team. Uh, as as much as you laughed at it the other weekend, uh, DJ with free will. And Cassell and Troy Hudson did manage to push the Lakers in the uh, in a Western Conference Finals uh, one time. So I, I can imagine Tim Duncan on that team. He at least equaled and uh, getting them there. So just mm-hmm. just something, just a, something uh, to think about. That's all. I I figure with this uh, Hall of Fame weekend and uh, kind of do a role reversal and see and. Uh, what the panels takes so were were on that.
3: And it and it took it, it really took a six three game from Kareem Rush in order to keep that series from going seven. Yep. Of all yep. People, of all people. <laughs> 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 yeah, but uh, uh I I is I the, the era back then that early 2000 era was some gr- a great era for power forwards I mean yeah. uh, Tim uh, Bread, Rasheed Wallace for those that don't know who Bread is that's a mean uh, <laughs> hmm. now Z called Chris Webber uh, Chris Webber uh, Rasheed Wallace uh, uh, Dirk Young Dirk um, oh, you know, it was a it was a fantastic era. Because if you uh, if you ask Chris Weber, I, I'm pretty sure he'll say that I should be up there with those guys. In fact, I've heard him say it. I've heard him say, ax, uh Axe, uh, uh, KG, and uh, the big fundamental about me because I used to give them buckets." So I think Chris Weber would be uh, begging to get in that door also because, you know, Sacramento is still crying about that game six in 2002. They swear that they were, uh, we're going to have to on that also. Um, Yeah, I agree
0: with that.
3: They were cheated uh, by that, you know, that referee that was caught a couple years ago fixing games.
0: Now And even uh, – to add one more power forward into that uh, Rasheed, because uh, on talent, I, I argue Rasheed is the most talented out of all of them. Out of he was all the them. first one that the first big man that like power forward superstar power forward. At least that was out at the three point line, had the ridiculous post game and the the mid range. He was just crazy. Uh, I thought you were going to say ridiculous
3: yeah. ball spot. Yeah. <laughs> Rashid is just crazy. But people sleep on Rashid. Bro. I mean, I watch him and some of those old games. I'll go back and watch against the Lakers. And and man, it, it's it's just too bad that he was too crazy when he was young. And then when he got too old, he his skills diminished. If he could have put yeah. together by the time he calmed down, he was too old. If he could have put together calming down. And being and being uh in his prime, oh my god, we'd be talking about Rashid as maybe being uh in the top five. I, I say top five power forwards all the time. Because there's nothing yeah. to do. He can defend, he can step out, he can go take you in the pole. He did everything, everything, but you don't hear anything about him because Rasheed was Rashid. He beat to his own drum. He was for me, he was like the offensive of Dennis Rodman.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, he, he it, It's... It, you just look at those old Laker games, and the Lakers had no answer for him. Like, it it would just be sad whenever you'd see A.C. or Ori down in the, in the block.
3: Even Shaq. Even Shaq, I guess it'd be like... Yes, yeah, Shaq had, he's with him, too. You
0: couldn't do anything with that guy.
3: Nope. They're, the Lakers... Absolutely, never had any ans- answers for Rasheed. Mm-hmm. Anytime they played him,
0: oh, but yeah, that's shoot, late late. Uh, well, not late nineties, but that's early two thousands basketball. That's the age of the power forwards, right there.
3: Yeah, absolutely,
0: absolutely. All right. So, I kind of wanted to also hit the uh, end of the uh, this uh, regular season and kind of get you guys take on what do you think? Especially after seeing what the Clippers pulled tonight and oh, losing on them- purpose. Yeah, they lost on purpose to Houston so that they can uh, drop to the fourth seed. So that's all you need to know where their mindset is right now.
3: But yeah. Why do they do that? Who, do, who are they going to play? Because if the Lakers win the last two games and end up getting the sixth seed, then they would have they to avoid that. Run. Yeah. Uh, wow. Hmm. Weenie. And they would play. They would. I think they would play Dallas. Yeah. yeah.
1: Dallas, yeah.
0: So they, uh, and and it ain't like Dallas would be. It should be a cakewalk for them,
3: but I don't think they're yeah. trying to avoid them. No, nah, I would try to avoid the Lakers. <laughs> well, nah, I think, Dallas, I think, nah, Dallas almost
1: knocked the Clippers out too.
3: Yeah, yeah, but I last think last year, and they didn't even had
1: Porzingis.
3: I think I would try and go at Dallas before I tried to go at the Lakers in the first round. Well, would yeah, just better hope. Either. people just better hope the Lakers just something don't click. They because if it if it clicks, it, man, it's go it's it's gonna be bad. If it clicks, it's gonna be bad.
1: Yeah, Andre Drummond, that dude had back to back games with almost like twenty rebounds. And I yep. couldn't believe people are getting impatient with them. I'm like, those are one of those dudes. Like, I love what the Lakers did with their roster. They literally, we all said, why did they get rid of Dwight? That is a Dwight upgrade.
3: Mm-hmm. Nah. Like
1: it gets no better than that.
3: I'm just hoping that they don't bull bull mess around and, and take care of business if they have to be in this play in garbage. Uh, because to me, the seventh seed shouldn't have to play in it. It that should be an eighth seed and only thing. Yeah, yeah. Because because let's say they lose the two games, then now you go put the seventh seed out. That's like eleven games over five hundred before the ninth or tenth seed.
0: Hmm. Yeah. The so, whole th- structure of the play in hasn't really made sense to me, but-
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's cool since it'll be like a – it adds just a little twist to it. But the first year that a 7 or 8 seed gets bounced out and it's like a major team, like if it was the Lakers or something like that, oh, yeah, they'll
0: hear a lot of backfire for it. Oh, They're going to regret it.
1: Yeah. Uh, but I don't see that the Lakers, Lakers – It can't be us. I don't see the Lakers <laughs> losing to the Warriors and then – either the 9 or 10 seed twice. I don't see the Lakers losing two games in a row. Yeah. No. No, I don't see that. But honestly, I think playing or not, excuse me, playing or not, you know, we'll be alright.
3: Yeah, I just, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm paranoid because the yeah. sun shines on the dog's ass every blue moon and uh, 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 a broken clock is wrong twice a day. So <laughs> it, that that's the only thing that, because you know, you, and if you've been a Lakers fan, if you've been a Lakers fan, like we all have for our whole life, you know it's always going to be some uh, uh, jackass that plays the game of his life. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's we what you're know
3: that scares me, a jackass having the game in his life.
2: Man, one of them boys had a game tonight against whoever the Warriors played.
3: They played New Orleans.
2: Yep. So one of them boys had 38. Ooh. Uh, let me see. On the Warriors? Yeah, it was uh, Jordan Poole, 38-4-6. and six.
1: 38
3: Wow. Exactly. That's interesting. Exactly. Jordan Poole.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I think uh, people could guard him right now. <laughs> I know you <he's> got <laughs> 38. THT, I'll shoot, a THT ain't ball hogging. Hey, I'll let THT ball hog. I'll let him do thing. it
2: if he ain't giving me no heart attack. Again, yeah, that he brother. He, he be does closer. turn the
1: ball over a lot, but shoot, this is like his rookie year, so exactly. That's like, hey. uh,
0: what that's what I'm saying. It's what he's night. showing
1: right now, oh boy! I mean, that think about shortened my life five years, man.
0: He's younger than you two, and he's out playing essentially the ball ball point guard for the Los Angeles Lakers, defending the Los Angeles Lakers. So
1: who so, won a championship ring at 19 years old.
0: That's asking a lot of dudes
1: right there. Thank God he passed the ball to Kuzner yesterday. <laughs> Kuz has been making me really happy lately. Yep, that boy I, is coming actually, into his own. It might be a blessing in disguise that um, the Lakers are somewhat not healthy right now, so then Kuz is rolling into the playoffs already hot.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: So then LeBron and AD, they easily plug back in because he's already rolling. They're like, hey, do you, and then you know, we'll just fill in.
2: If he can give me 15, 10, and 5 off the bench, I'll be
1: happy. I honestly think he could. I've been really liking that Marcus Soleil Montrez Hero lineup. Yeah, combo, yeah. We oui. I really like Marcus All off the bench. Because he's still an amazing player, but if he's your starter, you're screwed. And that's why I was
0: when just looking at the the potential matchups for them, like when you see, like, all right, let's say they're in the play and they beat uh, whoever they have to play uh, for that, and they're the seventh seed, and let and for argument's sake, they're playing Phoenix. You saw what they uh, just did to Phoenix without LeBron, without Schroeder, and so. I don't see that matchup being a problem. Or even if it were Utah, neither one of those matchups would scare me in the first round.
3: Because not we they're not a seventh or eighth seed. Anybody that really yeah. thinks of the Lakers it's amazing that they've won forty games with what they what, what they've had to go out with. Just yeah. you haven't had A D for thirty games. You haven't yeah. had LeBron. For over 30 games, you haven't had LeBron for almost 30 games, and they've still won 40 games and stayed uh, basically uh, in the double digits of above 500. It's it's really amazing playing with uh, really your, like you said, a 19-year-old point guard a lot of the time. Uh, you know, you've had to make guys step up and roll. They wasn't really... Uh, supposed to come here and feel, and you've won forty games with uh, with all these uh, injuries and never really getting and bringing in all these new guys. You know, uh, I mean, it's a whole different team, and they've they've managed to do what they've done in the West. You know, in the Dude. West is you can't have a, a a losing streak. You can't have a three or four game losing streak because you drop four or five spots because it, before LeBron got hurt they were the second seed tied with the Suns so we know where they're supposed to be uh, it, it's just the fact of getting into the dance and now let's, let's dance at full strength
2: mm-hmm. I mean i got great confidence in this team we essentially doing this with, the, with our
3: 2019
0: team yeah and uh, uh, oh, you know what? Uh, 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 before we forget, I, I do gotta. Uh, I was down on the brother earlier in the year, but Wes Matthews has actually kind oh, of man. redeemed himself a little bit here lately. I thought that
1: man cool.
0: I was like, I don't know about this signing, but now it's like, all right, uh, he's definitely stepped up his game. Uh, I uh, appreciate that because I was like, yeah maybe losing Danny Green was such a good idea after all. But, I mean, nah. I, <laughs> well, he, guys, the,
2: the way I see it, I'd rather have him coming off the bench than Danny Green starting the way he start. is. Uh,
3: yeah. Like Wes Matthews, uh, he he knows his role. He doesn't get up. He doesn't get up too high or get down too low when there's a low and there was a lot of lows for him early in the season but that's the the thing about being a a consummate pro Uh, people understand that they're gonna go through their go through their time and they'll and they'll just figure out their spots and where they fit in at and you see these last two games defensively defensively is where he's made his his mark and making those little plays. That's the stuff you're going to need come playoff time. You may not be the guy to hit the shot, uh, the big shot, but you may be the guy to get the big rebound or make the extra pass. uh, Because that's what we had last year. If you remember AD's AD's shot uh, against Denver, uh, Rio Hondo was the guy that made the inbounds pass. And, he told, he got in uh, Vogel's ear and said, hey, put me in the game. I'll make the pass. Uh, you know, Dwight and his contributions last year. THT in the Houston series, when they end up going small and putting the, uh, putting the two big guys on the bench. Uh, you, you, the, these are the things that you're going to need come playoff time. And guys like Wesley Matthews and, um, and, uh, uh, Why am I forgetting the brother's name? Uh, Well, Marquis, Marquis Morris. You remember the contribution he made last year? Um, You know, these are what these guys understand and know they have to do to um, win championships and be effective in winning championships. So uh, I'm glad to see uh, him stepping up and and making his contributions now. Um, We just got to get in the dance, like I said. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, I'm not worried about the play-in of getting into it at all. It's just uh, the way the I, I'm going to be interested to see like where the seeding is going to shake out and what their path to the um, to the final uh, to the um, conference finals is going to look like. Because I mean, as it stands right now they're on the side of the... Well, if the Clippers keep losing, basically they wouldn't have to see them until the conference finals. But if they're like three seed, that's uh, that's best semifinals right there. So it's all about, okay, you want to deal with them now or, or, or later uh, type of thing with that team. But I actually want to kind of shift to the East because... There's some stuff going out there where at the bottom of it, it's trash. in Boston. And the funny thing is Boston, I can definitely see them not only, well, they're going to be in the play playing game, but I can see them losing both of those games just being out period. Because the way Washington is playing with um, Russ and Beal, uh, they'd have to, I, I think they have to run up against uh, Indiana in the first game and then and they, they beat them and then and they play uh, Boston and then Boston, Kemba's hurt Jalen's out and Marcus Smart has lost his damn mind so it's all, it's all on Tatum's shoulders right now so I just kind of want to get you guys take on the eastern side of things and do you see uh, uh, out east and? Uh, uh, like a path where is it going to be smooth sailing for Philly to the to the conference finals because their side of the bracket being the one seed, they play the winner of the Hawks series, and I don't care who they're going up against, they're beating them, so it's pretty much a cakewalk there. It's more so who Milwaukee, um, Brooklyn will have to uh, go through. I want to get the panel's take on that.
3: Mm -hmm. Go ahead, DJ. Mm -hmm. Uh Oh. Well, uh, Boston, what's happened with uh, Marcus Smart? I didn't know anything about Marcus Smart.
0: You you must not have been watching lately. That dude, (laughs) he he plays hero ball now. Like, he always is trying to take... uh, Pull up uh, twenty-five footers and wave off Tatum, wave off Kemba, wave off Jalen when they're there. Make dumb decisions like he acts like he's the best player on that team when, at best, he's the fourth best player.
3: Yeah. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we've we've talked about Boston all year about how uh, how they've struggled. They've struggled mightily, and you know with all that talent, it's just amazing how uh, how they have not been able to uh, come together and uh, into fruition. Um, I I I'm still not sold on Philly getting all the way. Uh, I, I still think that Brooklyn is going to uh, be able to, uh, if they have to face them, I think Brooklyn's going to be able to uh, um, handle them. Uh, the, really, the wild card for me is Milwaukee. Uh, what, will, what will Giannis, the two-time reigning MVP, uh, be able to do this playoff series? Is he finally going to be able to get over the hump? Or is he going to uh, continue to hit that brick wall that he's hit these last uh, two or three years. Um, unless, less Milwaukee for me uh, makes that jump, I still think Brooklyn is, is the, is the team to get, get there. Um, and then you have a feisty Miami team in there and you have a feisty Knicks team. I'm amazed about these Knicks, you know, uh, Tom Thibodeau, I think he's he's earned coach of the year this year because the Knicks, uh, I just looked at some of the guys that they have when the Lakers played them the other night. They all, they do have a lot of also rants, you know, and no stars on that team that you would consider stars. I mean, uh, uh, Julius is having an unbelievable year, but uh, the East is just kind of going to be like how it's, Always is uh, just kind of grimy, grinded out. Uh, whoever is standing last uh, will will be there in the end. But uh, I still think it's Brooklyn's to lose. I just um, with Ben's lack of offensive uh, uh, versati- uh, versatility. Uh, I think that you need a guy that in the last minute, especially in the playoffs, a guard that can really break you down and score, uh, not only set people up, but score. Uh, Embiid, the last big man to really dominate and take a a team to a chip was, of course, the Diesel. Uh, But the Diesel had Kobe. And Ben Simmons is nowhere near Kobe's atmosphere offensively, uh, and that's what opened it up for Kobe. Because the playoffs, I mean, that's what opened it up for Shaq. Because uh, the playoffs slows down and uh, and and slows to essentially to a crawl, and you're going to have to have to have that inside outside guy, and that's what I think uh, Brooklyn has over um, over Philly and essentially what Brooklyn has over everybody is that inside-outside game. Um, so uh, I still give it to Brooklyn, but uh, in my sleepers, of course, is Miami. And, uh, man, watch out for those Knicks, man. You never know. Uh, you play defense in the playoffs, you can make some noise.
0: Yeah, but... Uh... Uh, I, I'll let uh, DJ jump in. Then I, I want to kind of respond to that, but uh, go ahead, DJ. I don't
2: think he oh. dropped his audio. Probably mm-hmm. cut out. All right, well, okay. True. Um, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm I'm right there with Uncle on a. Uh, on uh, the Knicks, man. I mean, I know they they talk about Tom Thibodeau and his team is being broken down by the end of the year, but Julius Randle is the guy for, for that kind of system. Julius Randle is that guy for that kind of system and they're just playing so nice right now. They're playing so nice right now. It's, it's hard not to see them at least they're for sure probably gonna make it past the first round they're for sure gonna make it past the first round
0: like I need to see who uh, right now they they're playing up against so give me just a sec
2: but then also you can't deny Brooklyn I'm never sold on the sixers ever
3: yeah I uh, I just <laughs> I yeah I'm never I'm never sold on the sixers until uh until they can get over get over that uh for me until Ben Simmons really yep. uh, takes his offensive game to the next level because he has all the tools. Uh, and I'm not saying that necessarily he has to shoot threes. That's what that's what guys are really pressing him on, shooting threes. I don't say he has to even shoot threes. But I think that he has to at least have a mid-range game or something to make the defense be honest. Because guys are just going to sag off on him in the playoffs and they're going to double in B and beat. And is he going to be able to hit the shot when it counts? Is he gonna be able to get to the rack when it counts? Uh I think mm-hmm. he even struggles from the free throw line. Uh if I'm not, not matter of fact, let me look that up. Um so I won't be putting out no false allegations against uh against <laughs> against the brother. Uh but
2: I said I got you right here. Uh 60% this year.
3: He shoots 60% from the line. So
2: 59.7 in his career.
3: He's your primary ball handler. When you when you are in those tight situations in the playoffs, and your primary ball handler shoots fifty nine percent for his career, sixty percent for the season, uh, that that is um, that is something that you have to be weary about um, uh, come playoff time. So um, we're gonna see, but I, I I'm I'm just I can't. Put my bottom dollar on Philly uh, for with some of those deficiencies that they have, and we've seen Doc with talented teams with what's happened to them in the playoffs. Uh, You know, from of course uh, the 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 Clipper days. Um, So uh, is Doc gonna be able to make those adjustments? And so. Um, Philly is really that that wild card for me, even though they're the top of the East, they're the wild card because uh, we know what we know what Milwaukee has to do. We know Brooklyn is championship or bust, but what is Philly going to bring uh, to the table when uh, when the big dance starts?
0: And uh, oh, no,
3: go
2: ahead, go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say I, I ended up finding who they're, um, they're playing at, at, um, at, at New York. They're play, they'd are be playing um, at Milwaukee, so as a 3-6. So that right there who kind of give us an idea, like, all right, yeah. hey, is this real or <laughs> – if, and that could be a question for both teams. Is this real with um, New York or is this real with uh, Milwaukee? If, if it's real with Milwaukee, they put that team away in five, um, uh, five, six games at the most. If it's uh, real for the Knicks, then, then they should be able to overcome.
3: That's intriguing. That's an intriguing matchup. First round matchup. Uh, <laughs> Uh, with with um, the the Knicks do have the size to actually, uh, you know, I'm not saying beat Giannis, but they have the size to bother him. You know, they can throw, uh, they throw Julius at him, they throw Taj Gibson, they throw, uh, um, uh, Norland Noel. They have a lot of those like tweener guys that that actually does give Giannis problems uh, during the playoffs. Um, if you look at the last couple years, they put uh, Adebayo, I think, on him last year. And uh, then when they lost to Toronto, of course, they put Kawhi on him. And, you know, we all, as, mu- as much as we can't stand the, the, the basement dwellers, we all know that Kawhi is, uh, is an excellent defender. Uh, even though he still has dingy 1990s braids, but we're not gonna <laughs> do that. Uh, um, but though the Knicks have a lot of guys that actually give Giannis the type of problems uh, that he usually has in the playoffs, so it's kind of like tweener guys, wiry, uh, they can get under him, and Giannis doesn't really uh, post up for his size really that well. So, um, we'll see if Giannis has adjusted his game, and uh, the, it's going to be a test the first round right off the bat uh, with the Knicks. So, uh, And will the Knicks, like uh, like Niles E. said, will they be able to rise to the occasion being this young team? They do have uh, some veterans on the team that will help them. You know, uh, D. Rose and, like I said, Taj Gibson and, and some guys that have experience. But uh, you are very young still. Uh, what's your core for the Knicks? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that would be a good matchup if it holds that one. Yes, I said, we need to go look at that Miami tape from last year.
3: Yeah, Miami, <laughs> and Toronto. Miami.
2: And God willing, if Giannis has any injuries.
3: Yeah, I let I let him slide from last year because he did hurt his ankle in Game Three. Uh um, although they they uh, had lost the first two games, but he did hurt his ankle in game three. But he was having trouble those first two games um uh with Miami's defense. So uh man, I think it's gonna be a fantastic playoffs. I just can't wait until uh the dust settles with all this stupid play in game. I freaking hate this. I thought they'd just do it one year. Uh, because of the whole bubble thing, but this having it normal, and it's not just because the Lakers are there. I just think that it's, uh, unless you're doing it for the AC, and unless teams are, uh, consci- consciously in striking distance, what is the regular season for then? <laughs> I know we want to get, well, I want to get back on to talking about the playoffs, but. I just got to ask that question. What do you have the regular season for? You've had 72 games in a normal season. You have 82 games. What the hell do you need a play-in game for? If you didn't do it in 72 games, you shouldn't have another week to do it. It just... It's stupid. And All I know is they want those extra games for revenue. I
0: was going to say, there you go. And and extra cash. But... it's that and it's supposed to be to like curtail people from trying to tank basically it's like all right, we've got these teams that like after All-Star break within a month after All-Star break they know that there's nothing to play for because like think of it this way a team like uh, Washington who's the 10th spot out there if there wasn't any playing game they probably would you probably wouldn't be seeing Russ uh, do what he's been doing. Well, maybe Russ is different because that runs crazy. But uh, normally they wouldn't be trying to fight as hard because it's like, well, what do we got to play for if we might as well try to get our own lottery uh, ping pong balls up as much as we can? So let's just shut everybody down in, in late March, early April and just not play anybody until the season is over. So I think that's a contributing factor to it as well, is that they're wanting to make sure that uh, uh, the teams at least try to stick it out a little bit longer, at least if you're close to that play-in range. Uh, But teams like Chicago, who kind of threw everything in, making that Vucevic trade earlier in the year, they're kind of screwed because they were like a couple games out of the play-in, but a couple games out of the lottery. Now they're not in the play-in anymore. They just dumped all their uh, first-round picks. So that squad that they got there with Levine and Vucevic and everybody there is who they got to roll with because they used their first-round picks. So it's kind of a risk-reward how the play-in is going to go if they end up keeping it uh, moving forward.
3: Yeah, I, I I can see I can see your point, um, but you got to find a way uh, other than this. I think uh, you know if you got to start, you know, finding teams draft picks. If you tanking, hey, uh, your balls get cut down in the ping pong. You got to play out. Uh, it's it's. I just think it's it's ridiculous that we're even talking about. Uh, I mean, and we gotta we gotta look at we gotta look at uh reality. The defending champions may not make the playoffs, (laughs) even though they're ten games and in the seventh seed, they may not make the playoffs. And that's a that it's a reality because uh you know we know from this season that injuries happen uh uh freak things happen, you know, COVID still exists. What if uh, you know, who's to say we don't we don't get a COVID, you know, COVID positive test or something. It, it, it's, it's, still, it's still a um a possibility. So that's all I'm saying. And and, and that goes for that goes for all the teams. Uh because I think Golden State is very deserving of being in the playoffs. I think they've they've exceeded expectations really for me this year. Um, you know, with 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 Steph having an MVP caliber season, and you know losing Clay and and basically just piecemealing their team together for this whole season. And uh, you know, James Wiseman has been hurt a lot this year. You know, you've gotten gotten an up and down. Uh, uh, up and down, uh, what's the what's the brother's name, the small forward. Got all the talent in the world, but he'll have 30 uh, triple-double-one game and then have eight the next game. Um, <laughs> Wiggins, uh, you know, I, I I think Golden State is deserving of being there. Uh, so I, it, it would suck if, of course, the defending champions didn't make the playoffs. Or, you know, Golden State didn't make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I certainly see your point there. and It's going to be interesting. I know based on what they're saying, it sounds like this is going to kind of be here to stay. So, whether they tweak it next year to kind of make it a little bit more feasible, we'll see. But, it, it's, it it sounds like this is gonna be the new NBA for a little bit, unfortunately.
3: Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but man, we just we'll just see playoff time will be here in like uh, hell next weekend, right? Yeah, that's all I wanted
0: to have <laughs> this discussion is just to kind of get everybody's uh, thought process on where. Where we think uh, things are going to be headed, Uh, because for me, I can't wait um, just to see how the seeding breaks down. Because I want to kind of see, all right, based on matchups, I can, eh, I can totally change uh, my thought process on where certain teams are going. Like that Knicks versus Milwaukee, I, I was, I was quick to initially be like. if it was Knicks versus the Hawks, I could see the Knicks uh, beating the Hawks. The Hawks have firepower, but I could still see the Knicks beating them because, as you pointed out, Brother T defense kind of reigns in the postseason. But against Milwaukee, if Milwaukee, if Milwaukee is what I think they can be, especially the way they showed out in those games against Brooklyn, then. They shouldn't have too much of an issue handling the Knicks. The games will be close. I'm not saying they'd be blowouts, but yeah. I, I I see I see that five, maybe six from like a crazy Julius Randle slash Derek Rose go nuts type game.
3: Uh yeah, I still I I agree definitely that I, I Milwaukee should win uh maybe five, six times. I'm still Got my uh, got my money on Milwaukee. Uh, I just you know uh, the Knicks have been a, a very surprising team this year, and uh, if for me if the Knicks take them to six, um, I'll uh, I'll um, be if I'm a Knicks fan I'm ecstatic if they yeah. take Milwaukee to six. Uh, I'm ecstatic, and then I'm looking to my future, you know, and 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 so the Knicks win, lose, or draw, they've had an unbelievable season with well, what they've been able to do, revitalizing New York basketball. And, you know, we, we kind of get tired of being from the West Coast. Also, you know, with all the people we put in the league and stars we put in the league, especially from Southern California, we get tired from time to time of them pumping New York basketball that is, so much. But uh, there's there's four places that basketball has to be uh, um, on the forefront. And that's New York, L.A., Chicago, and Boston. Uh, Basketball has to be uh, a, a pillar in those four places. And if you don't have those four places... Uh, working at any time during the NBA uh, season, then it kind of lets down because we see some of those San Antonio, Detroit series were some of the lowest rated finals ever. Uh, <laughs> you know, but when you don't have those four teams, a pinnacle and in, in your NBA standard, then you're going to suffer. But to have the, you know, all four of those teams other than Chicago right now, of course, but uh, to have three of those teams, and especially the Knicks and the Lakers, back on the forefront, uh, the NBA uh, is 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 definitely happy. So uh, I was laughing too right now, kind of off subject. I'm watching old NBA fights as we're recording, <laughs> and I just seen Manute Bo try and swing at uh, Anthony Mason after he got, after he got dunked on. <laughs> <laughs> And minutes left. Hook was so long. Anthony Mason has uh, definitely had a good head movement because Manute's arms look like the alien when he when he tried to when he tried to grab him up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, I'm off subject. It was just funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I I could just check. I'm just having that visual of that. <laughs> Thinking of Manute and Ad Frederick. Oh <laughs> uh, shoot! But yeah, uh, that's kind of what I wanted to hit upon this week. Does anybody else have any other topics they want to touch before we close this out?
3: Oh no! Uh, I just want to thank uh, thank my my co-host, the head guy, the man in charge on uh, on uh, the show and that's Niles e because this brother has been pumping out shows this week's this week left and right so I just want to thank that brother for giving uh, for giving a uh, wide variety uh, to the people and so uh, thank you brother and you keep us going so you uh, mm-hmm. Big round of applause. Yes. Yeah. You keep us going. So, uh, we're going to keep pushing and giving you this content. And, uh, again, of course, we thank the fans for uh, everything that they've, um, brought to the, the the podcast so far. And we're going to continue to get better and better, as my father would say.
0: Definitely. definitely. And that much appreciated. Thank you, sir. I, I, I have ever since we started on this journey I went from last year when we first started talking like you know what and it goes to uh, my mom sparking the idea she's like you guys and his brothers like to sit around and talk why don't you just do it as a show everybody else has been doing it and to kind of see where it's grown and just the potential that's still within it I, I'm, I'm very, very happy with where this show is and where it will continue to grow. And I thank you guys for being on this journey with me. You, Brother T, um, my uncle, my brother, uh, uh, DJ, my... young cousin and my brother brother true I appreciate you guys as well as my uh, special guests that I bring on every once in a while uh thank you from the bottom of my heart all you guys you don't know how much this really means to me that you guys are willing to do this with me appreciate that
3: yes sir absolutely
0: anytime anytime
3: and we've been doing this we've been doing this since we was uh, <laughs> since we was uh from the cradle so this ain't nothing new for us so that's you know when people uh when people say that uh our chemistry is so good you know we we just we just try and come essentially we just we get topics and we just come off the head you know with with the topics we talk about Uh, uh because we have such a great relationship within our family that we can conquer all types of topics like this and uh You know, uh, and, you know, we don't always disagree or we don't always agree, but we keep it civil and and we keep it um, we keep it uh, intellectual. We don't ever get take anything personal and 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 we able to have good, healthy conversation to bring about change. So that's why we wanted to bring our experiences to the table And uh, let the public see how we as, um, you know, middle-aged brothers and men can uh, interact with uh, younger men, uh, young ladies, middle-aged ladies, and whoever uh, we bring to the panel. So, uh, like I said, thank you to uh, Niles E. He is the mastermind behind this, and uh, he keeps us going and pushing. Appreciate that, sir. And DJ, you are still showing us connected
0: here, even though we can't hear you, brother. We definitely appreciate you being on the show as well. So uh, hopefully everything is good with you. And we will be uh, back next week, back in better than ever. And as Brother T said, uh, get a, a, to quote our grandfather, the mastermind of it all, uh, better and better, brother. <laughs> Yes, sir. All right, Phil.
3: Uh, love you guys. Uh, talk to you next week. Love you too, family. Love you. Everybody have a fantastic and blessed uh, week. Will do. Will do. <laughs> All right. Catch you guys later. Later. <laughs>
0: later.